We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is November 24th. 2022 it is thanksgiving happy thanksgiving luke what's going on happy thanksgiving brother how are uh how's everything going everything's uh good personal life things with the magic could be better people always know that right. if you are listening to this driving to your thanksgiving dinner we appreciate you checking in with us on this thanksgiving uh yeah super excited uh we're going to talk a little bit about what we're thankful for. Uh, talk about this Pacers game from Monday, which wasn't a ton of fun. We'll get into that. And we've got some injury updates as well. But before that, we just wanted to talk a little bit about what we are thankful for. Uh, so first of all, we're thankful for y'all for tuning in every single week, every single episode, every video, coming out to the watch parties, interacting with us on social media. Because as, at the end of the day, without you guys really all of this means nothing. You know, if you guys don't engage with us on social media, if you don't listen and watch the episodes, if you don't come out to the watch parties, none of that kind of stuff like really happens for us. So uh, we're just super thankful for our listeners, for the Orlando Magic fan community. Um, yeah, we just love you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Are we... Uh... So are are we are you wanting to to give a little like like thankful list here or are we or what are we what are we doing? I mean in, in terms of like what we're thankful for like def, first of all we'd be remiss if we did not show these bad boys off mm. the uh, city edition jerseys that the magic shout out the shipped magic. to us. Shout out to the Orlando Magic. Shout out to our everybody that we work with over at the Orlando Magic whether it's you know partnerships or the social media team or whoever um like those relationships that we've built you know over the last couple of years have uh kind of been the key for us to do a lot of the things that we've done which have just been amazing um i mean if, if we're talking about things that we're thankful for for the orlando magic um for like thankful for paulo bancaro i know it's been a couple of weeks mm. we haven't had him but he has just really completely changed my outlook on this team like regardless of what the other like ancillary pieces look like we feel pretty confident about a few of those guys 
But the hardest thing in the NBA to do is to get a superstar. And we, we have one that is that is budding and, and growing and developing right in front of us. So if you've got that guy, like I, I feel like you can figure out everything else. The the biggest challenge in terms of team building for the Magic for the last decade has been getting the guy. After you trade Dwight Howard, you're just kind of always searching for that next guy. And we finally have one Paolo Bancaro. And uh, super happy and thankful that he's in Orlando Magic and then he's wearing the pinstripes, hopefully for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think that it, honestly, this is a, this might be a hot take. Some people might hear this and be like, that doesn't make sense. I'm thankful for just medical doctors around the Orlando Magic. I know trainers, whatever, like those guys, we, we don't know the front office holding people back. If we didn't have that, at least just like good doctors, these guys might never, ever, ever get back on the court. And so, you know, there's going to be some people that are you know, obviously saying to themselves while they're listening to this, uh, yeah, well, we don't know if Jonathan Isaac's ever going to make it back on the court. To that, I say he's going to he, he'll be back. All right. And, and you'll see he'll be back. But uh, doctors. That's just just in general, but especially with the magic, we need guys that are treating them a good training facility as well. The Advent Health training facility, obviously brand new this year. Thankful for that in terms of free agency pieces in the coming you know future. So uh, we'll see. There's there's a. It's hard to be super optimistic about things you're thankful for with this team right now uh, because you're not able to see them at full strength and and see them for what they can be, but. Maybe we uh, we're getting back to that to that point here in the next maybe week or so. I don't know. I think if you just like take a step back and remove yourself from like the results, like the wins and losses, and you just look at the big picture of the team, I feel like it is easy to find things to be thankful for. Like obviously, mm-hmm. Franz Wagner has been incredible in the month of November, averaging other over twenty plus points per game. Uh, he was named an Eastern Conference nominee for uh, you know Player of the Week. Five weeks of the season, the Magic have had an Eastern Conference Player of the Week nominee every single week. The first three weeks, it was Paolo Bancaro. The last two weeks, it's been Franz Wagner. Not every team can say that. So for as bad as the Magic have been and as good as those young pieces have been playing, I think it says a lot about how well they've been performing. So super thankful for Paolo, for Franz Wagner. I, I am thankful for our front office. Like Whatever people like say about them, the way that they've turned this team around in, you know, basically a, a year and a half, it'll be two years in what March, uh, the way that they've turned this team around pretty quickly, you know, acquiring, you know, the, the draft rights to, you know, Franz Wagner and, and drafting Jalen Suggs, who people weren't so sure about just about a month ago. And the last couple of weeks, you know, their tune seems to be changing a bit. Obviously, you know, you hit the home run in the, the 2021 draft. You, you you trade for Wendell Carter Jr. And, and you sign him to what now looks like a steal of a contract. You re-sign Mo Bamba and more importantly, Gary Harris this offseason. You still have a lot of, of, of uh, cap flexibility coming up this summer. If you feel like you need to use it, you will have that at your disposal. So things really could be much, 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 much worse around here. And like you said, it seems like guys are, are starting to come back. And we'll talk more about that in just a couple of minutes. But yeah. I mean, more than I'm, anything, I'm just I'm super thankful for Luke. I'm super thankful for Kevin, mm-hmm. all the hard work that they do. Um, everybody on the team, you know, that contributes in, in you know in, in different ways. I'm thankful for our families that sacrifice so much so we can do the things that we do. 
Again, super thankful for our relationship with the Orlando Magic. And then ultimately, just like the fans, like they're not just like our listeners. They're not people that just like come out to our watch parties. Like they're, they're our friends. Like they're our extended family and none of this would be possible without them. And, um, you know, people talk about how awesome it is. Like we get to do certain things and, and it is. And I tweeted out the other night that I just hope that this kind of stuff never becomes normal to us. Like we never get jaded by it because it is so much fun. And when people, you know, they, they share very kind words and uh, of encouragement to us but like i still really feel like we're just we're just fans like everybody else and we just happen to talk about the team and and get to do really really amazing stuff luckily yeah absolutely i'll echo all of what you just said and the last thing i want to list that i'm thankful for and you touched on it when you talk about franz wagner dell guys like that the chicago bulls just thankful big thankful for the chicago bulls this thanksgiving uh, obviously, Dell, Franz, but what is also important is that top four, that top four pick, uh, top four protected pick, I should say. The Bulls right now, Jonathan, are like ninth worst in the league. Uh, they are seven and ten. So who knows what happens the rest of this season? They're on the outside looking into the playoff, the play-in picture at at number eleven in the East. I uh I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty thankful for the Chicago Bulls. I I really can't lie to you. Well, like you mentioned, you know, like the their team just in general is not very good. And then you start looking around, you know, the NBA just in terms of like overall spending. Where are the Chicago Bulls? Let's see just in terms of cap space. Uh I guess that you know they they should have some cap space. Actually, no, they're not going to have any cap space this summer. Good grief. Yeah, they are like 29 almost 30 million dollars in the hole in terms of active cap they're 13th in the league i mean you look at demar Derozan, you look at nikola vucevic who obviously we love he's still making 25 million dollars zach levine just signed to an extension it doesn't look like they have a real path forward to improve that roster especially you know without Lonzo Ball who's been out for you know forever it seems like with the the knee injury and the knee irritation whatever it is that they're calling that so it's not a bad idea for the Bulls to just kind of blow it up at this point because again you don't really see a real path forward and I don't think that you can afford to to not like for for that pick to you can't afford for that pick to convey to the Magic this year if you're no. going to start rebuilding they need to figure it out now and do everything that they can to get in the top four next summer. Cause then if you can get a guy, you know, like scoot or Victor Wembenyama, then all of a sudden like your rebuild is expedited. But if that pick goes to the magic and let's say it's like five, like then that's a real, real, real big problem. I don't know that it, it would be cause they would essentially have to finish the fifth worst team in the league and not jump up into the top four, but, or they would have to finish in the bottom four of the league and then get pushed down to five, which, you know, has happened to us as, as we know, but yeah, super thankful to the Chicago bulls. We're going to be monitoring that team all season long because they do owe us that pick and we will be coming for that. Mm -hmm. We got all the receipts. All right, Luke, before we talk Orlando magic basketball, I want to talk a little, a little Thanksgiving. So folks are, you know, most likely listening to this, you know, the morning of Thanksgiving, they're getting ready to go to their, their Meemaws or whoever it is for Thanksgiving dinner. 
uh, or they're in the car driving to see their family that they you know might not be all that excited to see. And then you've got that uncle, you know, that wants to talk about like politics and Elon Musk and Twitter and everything like that. We all have that one guy in the family. Mm-hmm. But apart from all you, of and that, and if you don't have that guy, you are that guy. But anyway, yikes, yeah. yikes. That that might be true. That might be true. I don't know. People keep saying Twitter's going to shut down, and every day I open the app and it's still there. So I'm thankful that Twitter is not thankful. yet shut down because that's that. where we have most of our followers. Let's just be completely honest here. Sorry. Anyways. Let's talk a little uh, Thanksgiving food draft. And mm. there's a take going around that maybe we talk about at the end of this, depending on how this draft goes. But uh, yeah, let's do a little Thanksgiving draft. So we're drafting Thanksgiving foods. I don't care if it's like considered an entree or a side dish or right. whatever, or a dessert, yeah. whatever whatever you want it to be. We're going to do five each. And I'm going to let Luke go first. What is your first overall pick in the Thanksgiving draft? This is not even really that hard for me. Number one for me is stuffing. Ooh. Stuffing is my number one overall. So that is a good number one overall pick. I will I will certainly give that to you. Stuffing, like obviously, it's a Thanksgiving staple. I've never had stuffing like outside of Thanksgiving or like Thanksgiving leftovers. I've seen a lot of hate surrounding stuffing recently, and it's been really Crash. disappointing. Don't do um, that. Don't be part of that. Crowd. Let me ask you this really quickly. How do you all cook your stuffing because we always cook it inside the turkey um to be completely honest i don't know it wow. just it's on the table so you just, you're, on just you're one of those guys you just show up you grab your plate and you go to work uh yeah i mean okay. it, to be fair tonight my my wife is making i don't want to say the food because i don't want to remind you of it if you haven't thought about it okay but my wife is making that tonight i foresee myself helping out in the kitchen doing that after we record because uh, we're going to my family's tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, I should say. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll reveal that if it, if, if it when it comes up that that's what we're making tonight. Right. But uh, but I, I don't know how the stuffing is 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 honestly made. I just know I devour it. That's all I know. Number one overall draft pick, and this seems like it's a hot take all of a sudden. Number one for me is turkey. How can you oh. have Thanksgiving dinner without turkey? I don't. I just it's good, man. But it's it's a staple. It but is I just, a staple. It is the whole point of Thanksgiving. It is the turkey. You could have gotten that so far in the draft for me. Oh, I know right, I could ahead. have. I know I'll I could go, have. Go. But this is the t- this is the take that I wanted to I want to die on because people are I f- like turkey is properly rated. Anybody that's saying that turkey is like their favorite part of Thanksgiving, like it's the best tasting thing on the plate, it's not accurate. But like you cannot have Thanksgiving without the turkey. That's like having Christmas without Jesus. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's literally the whole point. Yeah. Okay. So number two, moving on here. Oh, number one last two. thing. Do mm. you eat the skin off the turkey or no? Yeah. Then how is this a conversation? Like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving is turkey. Turkey is Thanksgiving. If you've got the skin, turkey absolutely slaps. Are you a dark meat or a white meat kind of guy? I'm a dark meat kind of guy. I go white meat. I still respect that. But yeah, for me, it, it's turkey. Everything... It's like putting Paolo Bancare and you build the rest of your team around that. You got to have Paolo. Listen, Paolo's going number one like stuffing is going number one. Stuffing's number two. One. Number two. I got to have it. Mashed potatoes. Respect. That's my number two. Number two for me is going to be candied yams with the marshmallows mm. on top. They got to be burnt a little bit crispy. Candied yams all day. 
So that that that's classified technically as like sweet potato casserole type thing, right? The same family? To me, it's it's the same family, but it, to me, it is different. Like sweet potato, like casserole. I believe like you actually use sweet potatoes, candy yams. You know, we do it old school. I'm just getting the can of the candy yams. My mom mixes that with like brown sugar, I think, throws it in, in the oven for a little bit. And then at the end comes through with the mini marshmallows so, at the end. That's Lauren and I are making a little sweet potato casserole tonight. And uh, and that was good. That's what I was referring to earlier. I for the sake of just being in the same vein, I'm not going to go there for my third pick. So number three for me is going to be pumpkin pie. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. you. I'm you could have got that so much further down the list because pumpkin pie oh, okay. is absolute trash. Oh, brother. That Garbage. is just that is terrible. Throw it that out. is awful. Throw what? it out. For me, number right. three is the real Thanksgiving pie, apple pie. Okay. A hundred percent. And I don't do I like, like the, the, the Dutch apple pie or like the 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 dump cake, whatever. It's gotta be like the the crisscross apple pie, like mm-hmm. the the granny style apple pie, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cool I'm gonna, on there. I'm at my fourth pick. I'm going corn casserole. Don't know Respect. if you've ever, if if you guys have the corn casserole or if you guys do corn, what whatever it is, corn in any form can get it. Yeah, but corn casserole can absolutely get it. So that's my number four. So I was gonna go corn casserole. Usually we do like we call it cornbread casserole. Um, Same, yeah, but we we have that all the time. That's not just like a, only a, a Thanksgiving thing for us. Mm-hmm, I was gonna go corn, but I I just don't think that like corn casserole is definitely superior to just like regular corn. At this point, I think I'm going to go cranberry sauce, but I'm not talking the ocean spray. I'm not talking the ocean spray like out of the can. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't hate that either. Like you give me the old school gross stuff with the grooves in it. I'm all Mm. over that. But Publix every year they have their holiday sub where they have this orange cranberry relish that they come out with. That's what I'm talking about right there. To me, you can mix that in with the stuffing. You can throw a little bit of that on top of your turkey. Number four, I'm going cranberry relish. All right. I, I respect it. That's a, that's a value pick, and that's a great one at that. I'm going another value pick, but this is my fifth, rounding out my starting five here in this draft. Gravy. That's my my fifth that's pick. That's not a dish, a though. You, you're not it's just going to sit there and... I, I guess I guess it's up there with it cranberry relish. This. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going I'm going gravy. Yeah. All right. And then last but not least, ooh, I think you you snagged a few of my picks. Mm-hmm. What, you already hit mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes is a is a classic. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, corn casserole, gravy. Ooh, Those are my I know five. where I'm going. And this okay. is gonna be a hot take. I know a lot of people don't think this of this as a Thanksgiving thing. For me, macaroni salad baby mm. mm-hmm. i love a good macaroni salad not opposed not opposed not much left on the board so i There's really I, not i can i can respect it so so we'll we'll we're gonna add something better about a macaroni salad or what no a lot of people go mac and cheese yeah mac and cheese is, is a tough thing for me because like you're not gonna go craft you're not gonna go Velveeta. a lot of people go homemade Homemade mm-hmm. mac and cheese is so easy to mess up. Most people yeah. don't get it right. They go not way too enough. not cheesy enough. They go way too crunchy on the top. Like if yeah. if the cheese if I don't like pick up the spatula and that thing is thanging, it's stranging and yeah. thanging. 
it's it's not it's not the right mac and cheese. Usually it's like clumpy and dry and it's just not a good time. It's so easy to mess up homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. So so let's wrap this up, Jonathan. I'm just going to recap for the folks at home. I've typed out each of our picks. Let us know if you're on YouTube in the comments who is the winner of this year's Thanksgiving draft. Uh, so Jonathan went turkey, candied yams, apple pie, cranberry sauce, and macaroni salad. I have gone stuffing, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, corn casserole, and gravy. So I all, honestly, I, I think we both had a good showing. The only one I I didn't care for is the turkey. You didn't care for uh, I can't pumpkin the, pie. Well, the pumpkin so, pie and then gravy. But I mean, I guess I you can't you can't not have gravy with whether it's with the turkey, whether it's with the mashed potatoes. Right, you got to have that. Yeah, absolutely. It was a late fifth fifth round pick. So let us know in the comments who won this year's uh, Thanksgiving draft. And last thing I'll say about turkey, because turkey's getting very, very disrespected lately. Most people, quite frankly, suck at making turkey. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's my take. It's not that it is a bad item. It's that people don't know how to cook it. I don't some know how many dry, Thanksgivings. Some people having dry turkey out turkey, there. Turkey, unseasoned, trash turkey. I've had plenty of them. What my wife does is she brines it in, like, ice-cold salt water and like other mm-hmm. seasonings like she throws all kind of stuff in this mm-hmm. brine that she does she brines it for like i think like 12 hours like overnight or maybe even yeah. 24 hours like she keeps adding ice to it so that it stays you know ice cold mm-hmm. it doesn't go bad or anything like that but mm-hmm. she's been doing that bro and it's it's fire and the one thing that mm-hmm. i haven't tried yet that i know is going to take it to the next level everybody talks about the cajun deep fried turkey I've been wanting to do that the last few years. We haven't been in our own place the last couple of Thanksgivings. Next Thanksgiving, you better believe I'm going to have a deep fried turkey. I've never had that. Have you? No, I haven't. I've heard it's, it's game changing. Hmm. All right. Just yeah. stop hating on turkey. Just learn how to cook, y'all. Find somebody that makes good turkey. That's all I got to say about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Luke, let's jump into our state of the magic. So this week so far, the Magic have only had one game on Monday against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, 0-1 this week, bringing them to a record of 5-13 on the season. They're 13th place in the East. They have the fourth worst record in the league. Currently, they have an offensive rating of 110.1, good for 21st in the league. They have a defensive rating of 114, which ranks 26 in the league. 
Their overall net rating is negative four, which is good for 26 in the league. They are still seventh in free throw rate, which is a, a big development for the Magic and really staying in a lot of these games this season. Looking at the injury report, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Paolo Bancaro, Mo Wagner all remain out. We did get some updates on Paolo Bancaro, Markel Fultz, and Mo Wagner today as they all practice on Wednesday. Uh, I'm assuming they were full participants. Uh, the the post-practice availability with Jamal Mosley, I don't believe he specified that. We haven't gotten an, an official updated injury report, so it's not like these guys have been moved from like out to questionable or probable game time decision or anything like that. We just know that they practiced, and really the way that they feel on Friday is it seems like it's going to determine whether or not these guys play. So uh, it was a nice surprise to have today, uh, especially Markel and Mo Wagner. We kind of had a feeling that Paolo would be trending towards playing on Friday, uh, but Markel Fultz and, and Mo Wagner like practicing today is a is a very welcome development, Luke. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously right like Paolo. He's in our thankful list. Obviously, I, I, I I'm probably overlooking because I read into anything Magic related, press conference related. Most of the time, Mosley pretty buttoned up, right? Like he's never gonna you know, throw guys under the bus, whether it be, you know, the players that he's been having to play. That was one thing in, in the press conference availability, Jonathan. He was asked about kind of how tough this has been. I believe it was Philip Rossman Reich, Orlando Magic Daily, had talked to him about, you know, asked him basically like how hard has this been? And Mosley really just kind of swept it under the rug and was just kind of like, yeah, well, just it, it lets us see who we've got, what we're capable of, you know, even if we are this injured. The other thing was, uh, I believe it was also Philip that asked him about this, just about Paolo and and how he looked. It might have been Dan Savage, um, so forgive me. But he he essentially just said Paolo looks like a guy who has not been really doing much of runs in the past little bit. Um, makes me think that, and he just kind of said we're just going to continue pretty much just gauging him after his practices, see where he's at conditioning wise that sort of thing, been trying to keep him off the ankle leading up to this point, only doing conditioning stuff, weights, whatever. Uh, makes me think that he's not back this Friday. I just hope Paolo's back within like a week from you guys listening to this. So like hopefully this time next week, Paolo is back on the floor. But uh, it does make me a little nervous. But I mean, I, I wasn't really super hopeful he played on Friday. But with the news of, of you know, Mo Wagner, um, you know, Mo Wagner and Markel practicing like those sort of things that got me that got me optimistic. So we'll see what what kind of transpires here in the next few days. Yeah, I mean, people talk about this team tanking and the front office holding folks out. I think I don't know if it, if it's from like direction from the front office or if it's just a shared philosophy in each of the past two training staffs, but just being like overly conservative with bringing these guys back like if you're telling me paolo's biggest issue right now is conditioning play him 15 minutes on friday like it, it's not the case with jonathan isaac where he hasn't played in two years like paolo's been out like two weeks something like that a little bit over two weeks now like his conditioning can't be that far gone and my other question is if conditioning is an issue what do we have these guys doing while they're out? Like, yeah, it's a sprained ankle. You can still get on the bike. You can still get in the lap pool. Like, you can, there are things that you can do that are like non weight bearing 
to try to keep your cardio up. I know nothing is going to be like a substitute for live action basketball and especially like in an actual game, but like how long it it's seemingly taking these guys to ramp up in terms of conditioning just seems quite strange to me. Like where we talk about Markel where, you know, he hasn't played basically in, in two months now and they're having to ramp up, you know, his, his cardio and all that kind of stuff. It's like it shouldn't be as big of an issue as it is in my opinion. And I don't I don't know where that's coming from. I feel like it's it's the training staff, again, just being overly conservative with these guys and making sure that they're like hundred and ten percent before they come back. Which if you look at Markel Fultz when he came back from the ACL last year, he didn't miss a step. Maybe that's what they're looking for, for these guys to look just as good as they did when the, the last time that they went out, instead of just like letting them come back and like kind of play through some of that rust and kind of play themselves back into shape. I feel like that's what we see from most other teams is these guys come back when they're like all cleared and then they kind of play themselves back into game shape. With the Magic, it's like, no, we want them to come back and play all of their minutes like right off of the bat. If it's a minor injury, that is. Like Jalen, like I'm expecting Paolo when he comes back, Markel, Mo Wagner when they come back because, again, these aren't major injuries those guys were coming off of. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we see these guys Friday. Maybe we don't. But we should be seeing them soon. Like any any time longer than a week or so, I think is a little bit ridiculous. I am so ready for a guy like Mo Wagner to be back. Not a guy like Mo Wagner to be back. I'm ready for Mo Wagner to be back, so that I don't have to sit through Wendell Carter being out for a game and see Admiral Schofield to his poor soul trying to play the five spot like admirals as as big and burly as they come for his height but i would much rather see mo wagner out there on the court i think the magic would rather see him out there on the court so i think that's maybe something that's being overlooked amidst all these injuries to the uh, kind of cornerstone players of the magic right now i am very much ready for mo wagner to be back on the roster he's such a breath of, f- of fresh air it'll be very nice i i hope he is back here in the next game or two i know you know some of our guys on the team will talk some trash to the opponent from time to time but mo wagner it's like from the moment that he steps on the floor to the moment that he steps off on and even some in between like he's he's running his mouth the entire time so bringing that you know little bit of fire and edge that he brings and then yeah he's just more you know versatile and, and fits better what the magic are trying to do and what they currently need like you said like all in the credit in the world to Admiral Schofield, like he's out there doing everything that he can, and you know contributed a little bit, in, a little bit more in this uh, last Pacers game than uh, the previous game, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Mo Wagner is just much better suited for what the Magic need right now. So looking forward to get him back. Markel Fultz, Paolo Bancaro. Mo Wagner was the big surprise to me because we haven't heard anything about Mo Wagner. A couple of weeks ago, we got updates on Gary Harris, who's now back. Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, we heard nothing about Mo Wagner. And then all of a sudden today, like he's he's back and he's practicing. And I'm guessing that guy's not going to be kept out too much longer. So hopefully we keep talking about this. Hopefully we get some bodies back soon. And it's seeming more and more like that is the case. Another group of folks that we want to talk about that we are thankful for this Thanksgiving are our patrons. So if you guys are unfamiliar with the show or you haven't heard of our Patreon before, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. 
starting at just $2 a month. Uh, you can help financially support the show. There are other tiers with additional benefits like our Discord channel and monthly Zoom meetings with us. If you guys are interested in that, again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. And every episode, we shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons, which I am going to uh, take the honor of right now. Start off with Court Cousins, and then Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Goated Fichot, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama, Yo Mama Mo Bamba, changed his name, okay, Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Ligon, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Brandon Grace, Chad3045, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear95 Shred, Junior Barus, Half Recon, Fredo Nation, Thank you all so much. Very thankful to all of our patrons. All right, Luke, the moment we have all been waiting for. Mm. Where do you want to start with this Indiana Pacers game? Uh, Let's let me get this out of the way. A lot of ways. This was I know we've talked about like, oh, the worst loss of the season was like the Sacramento Kings game or it was like the Charlotte game at home. Like technically speaking, this was the worst loss of the season. It was the Magic's largest victory of uh, defeat this year. The Magic legitimately got blown out by the Indiana Pacers. They lost 123-102, to a 21-point loss. Uh, the game really was pretty close in the, the first half, first quarter especially. Uh, the Indiana Pacers close on a nice run to end the half. Uh, they go into halftime. I believe it was up 11. Pulling that up now just to double-check that. It was 9. They were down 45-54. to 54. So down nine and the halftime. And then the third quarter is really where the Indiana Pacers really blew the game wide open, where it became really apparent that the Magic are exhausted. They're tired. They don't have a lot of bodies. This was the third game of a little, you know, kind of uh, almost a week long road trip. And then or not even not even like what was it, four or five days of a road trip for them. And the Magic were looking forward to this three day break that they had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They'll play Philadelphia on Friday. They had the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. I'm sure they're looking forward to being home with their families. This looked like a young team on the road that was getting their butts kicked in the second half of a game, and they were ready to get home, Luke. Yeah, but uh, you know who didn't look like they were ready to go home in this game? Franz Wagner? Gary. Gary Harris played 23 minutes. Six of 11 from the field, three of six from three, three for three from the free throw line. Uh, end of the game with uh, 18 points uh, and three boards, essentially. Had a little bit of foul trouble there, had five fouls, but just kind of, I, listen, as you know, any type of Gary Harris propaganda I can push, I'm going to do it. Two games in, Gary's averaging uh, 23 minutes a game, 12 and a half points, and he is shooting 56% from the field and 57% from three on three and a half attempts through those two games. Very small sample size, but going to just continue this list. Thankful for Gary Harris and his ability to shoot the basketball so far. Been very happy with him just two games in. So Franz Wagner also had himself a nice game, uh, 20 points, six, six of 11 from the floor, eight of 10 from behind the free throw line, added six rebounds, three steals, 
and a block. So Franz, we talked about he was a you know nominee for the Eastern Conference Player of the Week this past week, and he just continues to put solid performance after solid performance together. We talked about at the beginning of the season, just kind of his struggles in general, like facilitating the offense, just such like a burden was placed on him to start the year. Uh, but I think like in terms of efficiency, he's kind of getting back to where we thought he would be. So right now he's shooting 49.4% from the floor through 18 games. He was shooting like 20% to start the year from behind the arc. Uh, he's had a really nice stretch lately. Now he's up to 31.3%. I would expect that to just kind of keep rising. I um, mean, he's adding four rebounds and four assists a game. So for all the struggles that he's had to start the season, he really looks like he's settling in um, and he's evolving and improving as the guy that they're basically the last couple of weeks asking him to do everything, every single possession. So he's doing it. The The turnovers haven't been like completely out of control. Uh, you know, he's adding some assists. He's playmaking for others and the efficiency, like basically at 50%. And over the course of the last you know, few weeks. But yeah, Franz Wagner, just been awesome. And another great performance out of him. But Indiana Pacers just laid it on us, kicked our butts. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, another great game. Just uh, not great game for the Magic. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Magic, as I've already alluded to several times, but it's a huge issue, especially in this game. And it's apparent when you just look at it on paper. Wendell Carter Jr. not being there. To be a defensive presence, um, you know, he's not a maybe a ball ball type of rim deterrence, but he is very good um, and something where the Magic have that will definitely have missed him in that game. Uh, as the Pacers out rebound the Magic 48 to 38, another place that this shows up where they missed a guy like Wendell Carter, or just someone over six foot five, uh, the Pacers 58 points in the paint um, to the Magic's 42. So just on both sides of the ball, you miss a guy like that. And um, yeah, I mean, those are just big areas that Wendell contributes to. And uh, that that really is like, I hate to continue to say it. Injuries, big reason the Magic lose this game, like you said, just seem like just short on guys. It's getting to the point like we've talked about it, how impressive it has been that the Magic have been able to stick with teams regardless of how many bodies are on the active roster. This is a game where like we're like, oh, man, we need to get healthy quick because these guys are starting to fade a little bit in terms of effort. I mean, you tweeted it out. You said something like these guys clearly don't really look like they want to be on the court anymore. Can't say I blame them. You know, let's basically get get after it on Friday. They're look they're ready for Thanksgiving break or something. So that's what you said. But that's what it looked like. Look like these guys are just tired. They're exhausted. And they've been having to, you know, guys that normally aren't supposed to have to play this many minutes have been doing it for stretches of time now that it's like we need more than ever to get guys back. The urgency has to be there for this training staff for the, for the front office. Otherwise, we're going just right back to where we were last season in terms of tanking because it's just you're going to continue to pile up these losses if you don't get some reinforcements out there. Well, the injuries didn't really get any better in this one either as you lose chuma okiki he goes out in the first half didn't return okay oh chuma okiki my goodness we talked about <laughs> this before we recorded the podcast i literally sat here the other night after i posted that post game video where kevin just so gracefully pointed out the fact that it's chuma okiki and i keep saying chuma okiki when you when you talk into a mic for two three hours a week and you say chuma okiki's name five bajillion times 
Yeah. For me, my my brain just cannot retrain itself. It is Chuma OKK, Jonathan. It is Chuma OKK. I'm really trying. I feel like it, it's, it is super disrespectful to Chuma, and I apologize. But for the, I'm not doing it on purpose for the life of me. I just cannot get it together. Chuma OKK. We lost him in the first half of this game. He didn't return. Uh, they said it was left knee soreness. It's the same you know, knee that he's had issues with in the past. So they're just kind of keeping an eye on that and maintaining that, making sure that it doesn't get any worse. I don't think we got an update from Mosley on Chuma OKK uh, today at practice. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see uh, how that looks on, on Friday. But another area where the, the Magic were just outmatched was bench points. 71 for the Pacers, 46 for the Magic. And that just kind of points to the lack of depth. You know, we've got Kayvon, Kevon, Kayvon. I don't even know. The, I think it's Kevon, but I've also Kayvon, heard Kayvon. Yeah. Admiral Schofield's playing in this game. Uh, Caleb Houston, RJ Hampton, like a lot of guys who once everyone is healthy, probably most likely won't be in the rotation. Those guys having to play a lot of minutes. And, you know, you've got Benedict Matherin coming off the bench, dropping 22 for the Pacers, TJ McConnell, 19 hitting his first three three-pointers of the season against the Orlando Magic, because why not? And then O'Shea Brissett with 18 points off the bench. So, like, just everywhere you looked, the Pacers were were better on Monday night uh, than the Orlando Magic. Shot the ball better, um, you know, 43 for 86. The Magic shoot 36 for 85. And then if you look at the free throw percentage, 24 of 27 for the Pacers, 19 of 25 for the Magic. Like, you look at the way they shot from the floor, the way that they shot from the free throw line, and that's really the game. Like, sure, the the rebounds, you know, they're, they the Magic certainly got out rebounded, but for all of that, for all of the turnovers, you only have one less shot attempt than the Indiana Pacers. So, you shoot the ball better in this one, you have a chance, but the the Magic did it, and that was really the difference in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate the fact that we keep saying this. We sound like broken records, but let's get some guys back and let's see where we're at Friday. Yep. Friday, you're playing up. You're playing against a banged up 76ers team. Um, I, I think that you've got a good chance to at least get one of them. I would love to do that. Uh, that would make you basically, if you get one of them, you go you're six and fourteen at that point. Maybe by then the next game, who who is it? So it's 76ers on Friday, Sunday, and then the Nets on Monday. So you're on a back to back Sunday and Monday. You're against the Nets, obviously a very talented team. Uh, I believe what they they got Kyrie back recently. Ben Simmons looks like he's figuring it out. I really would love to see players back on Monday. Obviously, any game would be nice, but against on Monday against a Nets team that seems like they're starting to figure it out a little bit. And like I said, guys are starting to get going like Ben Simmons. It's a very dangerous thing. Uh, for the Magic, and I just feel like that game could get ugly if you do not have at least a couple guys back. Like, you just need to... I, it doesn't even have to be a big piece. Like, if you give me Mo Wagner back and Dell is healthy and maybe Paolo comes back then, I, I feel much better about that Brooklyn game because you're going to... you're gonna You need to... You need to split with the Sixers and then give it a fighting shot against the Nets on Monday. Yeah, I, I, I would feel a lot better just getting Paolo back. You know, we've talked about the, well, I've talked about that just having Paolo on the floor makes me feel like every night we have a chance, mm-hmm. you know, through these, you know, first, uh, however many games it is now, 18 games, what, 12 of them have been, you know, clutch, you know, have qualified for clutch yeah. minutes, I think it is. And at some point, 
like that next step is going to click for Paolo where he realizes, all right, this is where I need to take over in this moment. And he's going to have games where, you know, he scores five or six points in the final minute and the magic end up stealing one on the road against a quality opponent. Like that's going to happen at some point this season. And it like, it's going to happen. So I just feel like the more he's on the floor, the more reps that he's getting, like eventually those kinds of wins are going to come. Like that's what happens when you have a star player you're losing a, a game that maybe you should be winning down the stretch. And then you end up winning a game that you should have lost because you have one of these guys. That's why it's so important to have one of these guys. And just back to your point, talking about this banged up Philly team right now, uh, Matisse Thibel, he's ruled out of Wednesday's game against the Hornets uh, with an ankle injury. Joel Embiid uh, with a left midfoot sprain has been ruled out uh, for Tuesday's game and Wednesday's game against the Hornets. Tyrese Maxey, we know he's going to be out for a number of weeks. He's got a, a fracture in his foot. Uh, Jaden Springer is out for them. Oh, man, we dodged a bullet there. And then uh, James Harden, he's also you know dealing with some kind of foot sprain, I think it was. Uh, and he's you know, still going to be out for a bit, it seems. So no Tyrese Maxey, no James Harden. Uh, potentially no Joel Embiid or Matisse Thibel. The, you know, they're playing the Magic twice on Friday and then again on Sunday. I could see them just trying to steal one of those games by sitting Joel Embiid. But, I mean, you know, even uh, Tobias Harris was dealing with some stuff, you know, last week. So we're getting into the point of the season where, you know, guys aren't necessarily 100%. And, yeah, especially if you can get one of those games without Joel Embiid, the Magic should definitely be able to steal one of these, even with Joel Embiid. Like you said, if we have Wendell, who we know plays really well against Joel Embiid, and you have Paolo Bancaro back. If you can get Markel Fultz back for one of these games, I feel even better about that. Or Mo Wagner. Who knows? We're going to know a lot more, I think, on Friday when we get the injury report and we hear, you know, like the pregame availability with Jamal Mosley, just kind of a, like an update of where some of those guys are. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. We should be able to steal one of those games. And in the case that we do steal one of those games, don't forget every day after a Magic victory, you can get. off your online order at Papa John's with code MAGICWIN as long as you are 150 miles from Orlando and you have to be more than 75 miles away from Miami. So again, 50% off uh, Papa John's, your online order days after Magic Victories with code MAGICWIN. So yeah, Luke, I think we split one of those games with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think at this point it it has to happen. You can't go 0-3 on this week. Yeah, you would like not to. Uh, I wouldn't mind, side note, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, and if you've hung on this long to this episode, appreciate you. I know it's Thanksgiving, we know that, or maybe you're prepping for Friday's game, just getting your mind right, uh, your mentals, but uh, the one thing I'll say is that as far as like getting guys like Paolo back, I wouldn't mind if we just let the, 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 the current team try to beat Philly on Friday and Sunday, and then you bring back those you know, guys on Monday for the sole fact that they don't come back on Sunday and then have to hold out for Monday's game on a back to back just for, you know, the type of stuff. Palo obviously probably wouldn't, but you know, the other, the other guys, I'm worried that they would hold them out for Monday's game. So I would, I would like to see it maybe pan out the way. Um, or maybe you're just bringing back everybody Friday. I don't know, but we'll see. To me, it's kind of weird. I know that Markel Fultz has been out for two months or whatever, but like this isn't like a knee injury that they're coming back from. Like if if right. the cardio is good and and they don't feel like overly sore, let them play the back to back. Like how how long are we going to play that game? 
Markel Fultz had a broken toe. We're we're not going to play him on a back to back for the next two months or whatever the case may be. Is like, just let the kids freaking play, man. If they feel like they can play, please just let them play. Like I, oh. for my mental health, I really really need that. So yeah. All right, Luke. I think that is going to do it for us. Again, we hope that you all have a happy Thanksgiving, uh, safe travels wherever wherever it is that you are headed today. And again, folks, it seems like help is on the way. Tell me if you've heard that before. But for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.